Hi, guys, and welcome to the podcast. This is episode six of the Improving Always podcast, and we're going to talk about uh, trials, how important they are, how to prepare, and you know what to do when you're actually at a trial. Um, so I'll kick us off really quick just to say that um, a lot of players have this like um, this notion that they're just going to be playing and someone's going to see them play and be like, oh my God, this player is incredible <laughs> and pick them up and sign them to a team and that's it. And that is just not how it works. Unless you are at the very, very top, you are going to trial with a team before they sign you. They're not just going to sign you based on you know performances that you've had in the past. They're going to most likely invite you to come train with their team and then they'll make the decision based on that as well, because, um, you know, that that's just how teams at, at lower levels operate. So obviously, once you're playing in the, in the Prem, maybe not so much, but uh, but before you're there, it is very, very important to learn, um, you know, how to deal with the pressure of a trial, how to prepare for it, what mindset you should have going into it. So, you know, don't think this isn't for you because you're going to be the best player in the world, um, even, you know, to, to get there. You're gonna you're gonna need to go through a trial at some point um, in your career. So yeah, let's just just start with that. How important succeeding in a trial can be. So I mean, I can start. I don't mind. Uh, so we're talking about how important it is to like make a trial. Yeah, Laura. Like you know that um, it's it's not. Um, it's not like a team is just going to sign you based on oh, seeing yeah, you yeah, play yeah. or something like, you know, probably you're going to get to inv- invited to trial with them before they actually sign yeah, you. So, like the you know, like you, movie goal. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that earlier. Cause like, you know, you're not going to just show up and they'll be like, okay, you're signed. You know, you're probably going to show up and, and train with the team for, you know, at least a couple sessions. Newcastle um, scouts and- are known for being at men's league in LA, by the way. <laughs> That's true. He was not a Newcastle scout when that happened. He was fired. Excuse me, Noblet. How many times have you watched goal? Come on, dude. I've watched it at least 20 times. So come on. Come on now. Yeah. So any any experience like what are what are your guys' uh, you know, experiences? I'm I'm assuming that most of you, you know, for most teams that you've joined, you had a trial with them first rather than just signing immediately. Except maybe Dimitri, because he's just too good. (laughs) <laughs> my trials have been for me it wasn't like a one-day thing then you either make it or you don't the trials were usually anywhere from two weeks to a whole month where you just go to the practices and train with them three times a week and then they can have a very good look at how good you actually are right and that's more of like a close trial it's not an open trial where you just get a bunch of people they pay money and like one coach just takes a look at all of them for one day yeah yeah for sure yeah yeah and- i think go 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 ahead and and i i think one thing that we have to mention here is you have to seek out most of these tryouts or trials like you're not going to yeah occasionally like a semi-pro or pro team will like have an open tryout and you can pay like 200 bucks to go try out those nothing against going to those but those are not the ones where you're most likely to make it because there's going to be 400 people there and you could get lost in the crowd, even if you're amazing. But the ones that like I made, normally I had made pre-established contact with the team well before the tryout. 
and they invited me either to an open tryout knowing who I was in advance or they started inviting me just to join in practices and I did that through making contact with different teams like when I was still trying to play competitively like basically what I did was is I searched every semi-pro and pro team within basically the United States and said hey this is me my CV is attached if I can get a tryout or trial please let me know and I would much appreciate that and that's how basically it worked for all of them yeah and a lot of players think like they're too good to like seek out a trial like someone will see me I'm good enough but like doesn't work like that you have to put in the work you know like uh they're at, at a certain level when you're you know, playing very high up, obviously you'll get, you'll get contacted maybe, or you'll have an agent who will get contacted or will contact teams for you. But, you know, at, at lower levels, you know, and like, I think like you probably don't need an agent. Like if you're playing semi-professional or even in lower professional leagues, you don't need an agent. You can do all this stuff yourself. Just takes a little bit of time. Um, but you know, it's, it's so worth it. Even if you're already playing on a team and you're already happy, you always need to be updating your resume, updating your highlight video if you can, and reaching out to teams because you never know when that opportunity is going to, going to come along. Uh, but you know, as I was saying, uh, don't expect it to be like, we're signing you based on this highlight video. No, they're going to come watch you play, or they're going to invite you to come trial with them. It's, you know, it's not going to be like uh, a, a done deal after they see your resume or something. They want to see you play in person. They probably want to see you train as well because, you know, a lot of times you'll get a better feel for who a player actually is watching them train than you will in games. You know, the training environment, that matters. When, it, when a team's going to try to sign you, they want to see how you, how you act in training. Uh, you know, do you think you're like, too good for this or too good for that. They, they want to see that stuff. So, you know, be ready, be ready to, uh, uh, to put in the work at, at a trial, not just think, Oh, I'm good enough to be signed just right off the bat. And one tip I'd like to add in, if you, if you can't seem to be finding trials for yourself, I would say just go on Google site, search up soccer slash football, whatever region you're in soccer tryouts in my area. And then mm -hmm. if that doesn't work, if it's not tryout season like me, just find whatever level you want to play at that league. Go in every team, find the email of the coach. And like Noble had said, like email every coach, just ask to train with them. And that's basically a tryout. Yep. Dimitri. Yeah. Yeah. That's <laughs> all good. No, stuff. What, what did you want to say? Cause you, uh, no, you cut uh, off Noble and then you were the bigger man and let him go first. I, that's yeah. true. You know, physically and emotionally a bigger man you know um what was i gonna say um no i don't know i was just gonna say that's how most of the trials were too uh it's not usually like a one-day thing it's usually like a couple weeks a week um yeah no, nothing nothing too crazy yeah yeah so i hope we've hammered enough on the point that trials are important i didn't get my chance to uh to shit on open trials um quite enough but um I will say, uh, don't rely on open trials. If you want to go to them, if you have that, the money to spend, whatever it is, if an open trial is like five or 10 bucks, like, and you get to play against other, like halfway decent players for a couple hours, that might be worth it to you. Probably, you know, probably would be. Um, and I'm not saying you can't make connections. Can't be a good experience. There's always that slight chance that you'll get picked up, but open trials are not the way that most players 
become professionals. Um, you know, open trials, it's hundreds of players. Um, it is a business. The people running the trial almost always, almost always are there to make money, not to get players to the next level, you know? And if you're paying like a hundred, 200, 400 bucks, like, like you can spend that money on, you know, like a decent camera to film your, film your games or like, you know, you can spend that money. Yeah. Individual training team or something. Yeah. (laughs) No, but like, you know, like I just, I think spending hundreds of dollars, um, is, is not on open trials. It's just not worth it. Um, I, I just wouldn't go down that, that road because, you know, so few players get picked. Um, sometimes none actually get picked. Usually they'll like take one or two to like trial with the team after that open trial. And then they cut them on like day one. So they usually knew of them beforehand. Um, Yeah. True. Like I actually, actually have direct experience with this and have had coaches from lower level teams say our open tryouts are purely a fundraiser. Like we know who we're looking at before they even show up, but four under 400 other people show up. And we know we're not picking any of them unless the next messy random. They score like ten goals every game. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but like, I mean, I've gone to those myself, and I have had like wonderful games, and just waiting to get a call back, and nothing happens. And yeah, same. It's yeah. I mean, so yeah, they're they're not how you get noticed most of the time unless you have a pre-contact, which the ones I've made, I always made contact beforehand. And the ones I didn't make contact, I almost never made. And that's just how it works. Yeah. And that might seem like super unfair, but at the same time, you have to realize like, you know, I talk all the time about how like one good game doesn't make you a good player. So like, imagine, like put yourself in the boots of like the, the person, the coach watching you, like they see you play well one time, maybe you play even better than the guy they know about, but they know that guy and they know okay, he looks a little bit off today, but I've seen him in the past and he's played well so many times. I know he's you know played for this team that I know is a good team. He's one of the best players on the team. Like, you know, one day isn't going to change their opinion. Even a couple days, a couple good performances isn't necessarily enough to change their opinion of you. So even if you think you deserve a spot on whatever team you're trying out for, you might not get it. That's just how it works. And, you know, you just Life's have to unfair. deal with that. Yeah, life isn't fair. And like, you know, open trials are just like, as I said before, it's just not, not the way to go, um, to, you know, do it if, if it falls into your lap or if it's cheap or whatever, but don't, I wouldn't seek them out, uh, out too much. You want to be looking to train with a team or to, you know, um, to set up a, an, a private trial with a team and, you know, like go actually train with the team. And it's like you and the team, not like, 10 kids who are uh, trying out and, you know, uh, they pick whoever they want. So, yeah. Um, Yeah, go ahead. Um, It's actually sometimes like at big open trials, like for example, I actually did try out for the MLS expansion Atlanta United when they first came. And there's like, when was that? It was 2017 or something like that, but it was huge, probably 400, 500 or so players. And like, Here's the thing, like there maybe was a few guys that if they would have got in with like the reserves team, they could have actually impressed the coach. 
but you throw them with the 400, 500 people who went there because MLS expansion club, this is my chance for my big shot. And you get lost in the crowd. Like you can't even perform because like, and I'm not trying to take shots at other players that went to this, but I mean, there are guys out there who probably were okay-ish in high school and just were following their dream, even though they weren't very good. And like, you get on a team with like five guys like that, four guys who are decent college players and maybe two guys who realistically could play some sort of semi-pro or professional soccer. And it's really hard to stand out because you have to have support around you. Soccer is a team sport. You like, I played as a striker and it's like, well, I barely touched the ball in my first game in that tryout. So it's like, you play as a goalkeeper and you don't have a single (laughs) shot, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, that's how tryouts work. I mean, you could literally, yeah. I mean, Lionel Messi could show up to a certain tryout and just nobody's good enough to get him the ball. What is he supposed to do? Do everything by himself? That's just not how soccer works. Is he just playing with 25 other no blitz that whole time? <laughs> well, I mean, he wouldn't get the ball off us anyways because we'd always keep it. Um, and yeah, and also like, um, yeah, that's a, it's a good point to like, like know the player that you are and know like what you've accomplished at the past, what teams are going to look seriously at you because like, you know, it's if you're coming from like high school and all you've played is is high school and like club and you might be a really great player, but MLS teams, they're not going to look at you like look, for, look for semi pro teams, look for, you know, low level professional teams. Uh, look for low-level professional teams abroad. Don't reach out to like. Don't try to find the connections to like teams in the prem. Like, come on, be realistic. Like, maybe you'll get there someday. But as I've said so many times, like small steps. Right? You you might go from like you know playing. You might end up playing in college instead of going to the professional level. That's fine. Doesn't mean your career is over. Um, you might start playing semi-pro. That might be a path to pro. That might be a path to a higher division. Uh, but don't, you know, don't reach out to like Barcelona because like you found the connection. Don't kill like, my dreams. Coach who, Christo. Who's going to, who's going to like these teams aren't going to, and I know that's like an extreme example, but like even like a championship team in England, they're not going to take a, take someone they've never heard of <laughs> for who's like was playing in high school a year ago. Like that's not going to happen. A fifth or sixth division team in England. Maybe a seven, eight, yeah. ninth division team in England. Yeah, they probably could. Much more likely. Yeah. You know, it's all, you've got to play the odds. Um, and then also the last thing I'll say on this is if you can't find trials, just ask to train with teams, like a semi-professional team or low level professional team. Like this is great experience. You get great connections. Um, even if it didn't lead into something like with that specific team, the coach really likes you. He might recommend you somewhere else. Like, if you're, if you're playing on a team and it's not at the level you want to play at, see if you can find another team that you could just train with just like once or twice a week. Um, and like no promises, they're not saying they're going to look at you or anything, but you can just train with them. It's a way to build connections and you have to always be looking to, to try to build connections with coaches, with you know, teammates, with opponents, even you need to be looking for these connections. That's what's going to help you more than anything else. Like reaching out to teams is great, but actually knowing someone personally is always going to be a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. That's um, actually 
Sorry, uh, you want you can go first, Dimitri. If you want. No, 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 no. You, you, you go. I was just gonna That's throw fine. in a little. Dimitri's fun fact. always the bigger man. <laughs> I know. Actually, in grade ten, what I did was I found Jurgen Klopp's email and I sent him my CV and my highlight video. I mean, he hasn't gotten back yet, but you never know. Maybe there's a chance. It's He's still going. Yeah. got lost in the mail. Which, got lost which, in team, the mail. which team were you trying out for at the time? Asking for a trial though with Jurgen Klopp. Liverpool. Iron. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah, like two years ago. <laughs> That's awesome. I can't believe he didn't uh, he didn't respond. I know, man. I could have replaced Van Dyke. It's like me oh, waiting wow. for my uh, my letter from Hogwarts when I was eleven. And <laughs> mm. just never came. Wow. I got mine, so I don't know. I, don't know your... <laughs> I got my, my letter from Hogwarts and my email from Klopp. So I don't I don't know what you guys are complaining about. <laughs> All right, do you go ahead? What were you gonna say? No, I was just going to say, going off your point about how training um, is sometimes better than trialing, or like it's something that you should look to get. That's how when I first came to Spain, I was here uh, training with Alcorcon B in the fourth division for like two months. I was with them. Uh, They were like, oh, you're good. Uh, Come back during preseason. I was like, okay, like now I know I'm good enough at this level and I've definitely improved a ton. I'm going to go train with this other third division team, which I know, see if I'm good enough for that level. So I went over, was with them for a couple of months, like a month, maybe two months. Um, And then after that, after all those connections, I got taken to another team, which had just got promoted to the third division. And that's the team I signed for. So it's definitely really a thing that can get you teams, not necessarily just, just trials. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's a good segue uh, segue is my favorite word in the world. If you, if you didn't already know, I use it every time. Um, now I've ruined it, but, uh, that's a good segue into, into what I wanted to talk about next, which is like preparation for trials. So obviously, um, you know, uh, we could talk about different, different kinds of, uh, preparation. Um, I know mine will be probably a little bit different than, uh, than most people's, but like, um, you know, Trials are, it's a, it's a stressful experience when you have a big trial coming up in a couple of months. Um, and also sometimes players are caught in a little bit like of limbo, like Dimitri kind of was like, you're training with a team, but you're not signed to a team. You're not playing actual games. All you have is the training and that can be tough sometimes. Um, but I think the, the number one thing when you're preparing for a trial or like you might be going overseas um, for a trial in a couple months and you're not playing on a team right now, the most important thing you can do is consistently play with good players as good, like players who are as good as you possibly can. So if you're not currently on a team, you need to find a team to train with, or you need to find even like high level pickup games. Like I know it's not ideal, but it's, it's much better than nothing. Like individual training is not enough. You need to be playing with other players. Uh, you know, I, I, I like I, I hear, I get messages all the time. It's like, you know, I'm going to stop training with my team because they're not good enough and I'm going to train individually and then go on trial <laughs> somewhere. And it's like, no, you need to play with your team. You need to keep playing with your team. I don't care how bad they are, you know, Playing with a team and training with a team is always better than uh, than doing it by yourself. Even though individual training is important, we need a we need a fifth on the podcast so we can make a little five v five team, and then we can we can everyone <laughs> we need can a play with us. We need yeah. a keeper. We're not putting no blood back there. <laughs> I mean, I'll just score all the goals anyways. That's Actually, how we need. Well, happen. I mean, I mean, I'll be Jose Ariel Sunny back there. 
<laughs> you know, um, tomorrow's, I think it's tomorrow's goalkeeper on TikTok. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, I have no idea. I need to get, honestly, I would, I would pay to see like us play futsal or something like a 5v5 go against like football entangled natural what is it natural ballers or something no, there's <laughs> some other like there's one that's like holistic football or something yeah. like that he has an mm. avatar of Ronaldinho doing the <laughs> thing and it's i it's, see uh, them every he's like a, a bad yeah. ripoff of football entangled i think we i think we'd absolutely smash them i'm not well like, i mean do you guys think that football entangled is not just like a 200 pound 50 year old fat person that is just lying because that's what I think he is. I don't. I don't oh, think whoa. with a foot. Call fetish. him out. Call him out. Like <laughs> I think everything out. about him is probably a scam because I don't think this is his only scam. I think he's doing dozens of different pyramid schemes. Scams. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, that's how they work. There's no way he makes enough money off the one scam about fascia. He's doing three or four other things and. He's selling he- healing crystals and stuff on the side. We might want to edit this out so we're not just <laughs> we we might we might need a uh, we might need a section of the podcast where we just invite other TikTokers on and just roast them out of <laughs> they're like they, they I need think to, it's like a legit interview and then we just destroy them. <laughs> I need to get Logan Phipps on. It's Logan Phipps, right? Yes. I don't know why, but I was always reading him as um, Logan Phillips. Uh, yeah your brain's used to that though that's how your brain works is when there's missing information it automatically fills in the information and uh, he told me he told me that he'd never eaten a pineapple and now i'm commenting on every instagram post every tiktok (laughs) post and i just say i'd believe this guy if he had ever eaten a pineapple but he hasn't so you know not just not eaten he doesn't want to eat it he thinks it would be bad that's just so so funny it was completely unplanned that I had a pineapple the next day. I, it was completely unplanned. I didn't plan that at all. Well, and I just I mean, woke worst, up and I had a pineapple. The worst part is, is he thought that the abacaxi grelhado, which is Brazilian grilled pineapple with cinnamon on top, would be bad. So good. So yes, it's good. literally like the best thing ever. It's like out of this world good. And he's like, yeah. oh, that doesn't sound good. I was like... <laughs> You're crazy. We can't be friends anymore. <laughs> um, good, yeah. Good, uh, good point to uh, and to, good, to get good back. Segue. Good segue to get back into um, preparing for a trial um, and how, like, apart from training, there are also other things that are important, like nutrition and sleep. Um, and I would say, you know, uh, mental preparation as well, making sure you take care of your life stresses because you know that stuff can can weigh on us. So I like obviously I recommend doing you know some meditation. I work with players. I do like. Uh, help them get together self-talk or imagery scripts or sometimes instructional set scripts or videos um, to help them in preparation for a trial. And all this stuff matters like this. um, Training is just one part of it. Um, You know, all the stuff that we talked about in like the recovery video, that stuff also matters. You have to like, if you want to go pro act like you already are professional act like it's your job to perform well, um, you know, and, have those high expectations of yourself. And I found that that will, you know, make you just such a different player. If you're already like saying, you know, this is my job, this is what I'm doing. Uh, obviously it might not be easy because you have other things going on at the same time, but you need to make, you need to prioritize the things that, you know, you want to do. 
Oh yeah, fake it till you make it, baby. <laughs> for me, I might actually have kind of a different view when I'm getting for ready for tryouts. Uh, I don't really get that anxious, and that's because, in my opinion, tryouts in its simplest terms is just showcasing yourself to another team. So you don't need to try to impress anyone or like change your play style to stay and stand out. Uh, just play your best. And if you don't make it, that's fine because there's an infinite amount of other tryouts and open trials or whatever that you can attend, in my opinion. So the best thing you can do is just give it your 100%. That's my take. Yeah, that's kind of how I viewed it as well is, I mean, I never got super, super nervous or anxious for it. I Basically, I was going out to do the same thing I did when I was playing with my friends is just they're new friends and they're better at soccer friends <laughs> and there's coaches watching us. And I was just like, well, I'm going to be out here and do what I do. I mean, that's the easiest way to do it. And of course, not everybody can do it that way. Some people do get really nervous and they have to take the proper steps to try to mitigate that as much as possible. But one of the other things, and I'm going to repeat this ad nauseum every single time on this podcast, is remember why you play the game. It's fun. So even in the most important trial, the most important game or whatever you're doing, at the end of the day, why you're there is you enjoy doing it. And when you think this is going to be fun, you'll probably play better. And it might help with the nerves. It, some people it doesn't, but for me, it always has. Wow. <laughs> we need a like a, a swear jar, but for every time Noblet says uh, it, yeah. we do it because it's fun, and then we yeah. uh, I don't know we we use all the money we and we go uh, fun. We organize the five v five tournament by everyone playing <laughs> tickets. Um, uh, yeah, like hundred percent. I agree that like a lot of people think like ask me like how should you play at a trial? What should I do at a trial? Just play because like. Coaches are not looking for players to like impress them by doing something like coaches are looking for players that will help them win games. That's what they're looking for. So play in a trial and every drill, every scrimmage, every, you know, fake game that you're playing against other players who are trialing or the actual team or whatever play as if it's a game that you really want to win, play hard, um, make good decisions on the ball. Be creative when you think that's the right decision. Play simple when that's the right decision. Um, and what's the worst that could happen? You don't get you to get taken to that team. Who cares? Most trials are end in disappointment. That like that's just true. Most trials end in disappointment for most players. Um, you'll probably go on 5, 10, 15, 20, maybe like tens of trials before you get an opportunity out of them. That's fine. That's how it is. Don't get discouraged keep going and like just move on to the next trial. Um, yeah. And I have one more thing I want to say that maybe is a little funny. And <laughs> if, if you're struggling with uh, like anxiety just before a tryout, uh, people deal with it in different ways, right? So either you meditate like coach Crystal said, you do visual visualization. Uh, you just kind of have to find your own thing that you can do to like ease your nerves. Like for me, maybe it's playing video game. For one of my friends, actually, that plays in an MLS academy, he used to just go on a guitar and just jam for like 30 minutes before a tryout. So, yeah, just find what works for you, I guess. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, listen, listen to music, have some meals that, that <laughs> you know are good for you, you know, that you just enjoy. Chill. Yeah, go on yeah, a walk. For sure. 
think about this podcast, listen to this podcast. Listen to this podcast, <laughs> true. Yeah. Um, and uh, yeah, what, the other thing that I'll say is um, when you don't succeed at a trial, um, there are this, there's one thing that, um, that you can do that will help you in, in future trials, and that's finding out why. So swallow your pride and ask the coach or whoever was watching you why you didn't succeed. They might not get back to you, but they might. And that matters. Also, it, it leaves a good, like a good last impression that you're, you know, a big enough person to be like, look, I didn't succeed, but I'm not going to be like, screw you, screw this team. I'm never talking to you again. You can go to them and ask or send an email or whatever it is, you know, why, what was it about me that you, that made you think I wasn't the right player for this team? Um, and usually, you know, I found that usually people respond and they're usually pretty nice. And, um, you know, it might be like, you know, we weren't looking for this position, which then you can be like, okay, fair enough. I'll move on. Or um, it might be, you're just not good enough um, for this level yet. Um, just extra motivation to, to, you know, improve. Like I see a lot of people like um, let bad things happen to them and then don't like use those tough experiences. I'm not saying it's easy, but you know, the bad things that happen to you, they're only going to help you if you, if you use them. So like, um, you know, find out why you didn't succeed, learn your lessons and succeed next time. It's, yeah, I think it's really, really important. I think it's, it also leaves a good impression on that team. Maybe in the future, they'll call you back. Yeah, just, that's just a really simple, easy thing to do. Definitely. Yeah. And one simple, easy thing to do that I didn't mention before is when you're at the trial, just be loud. That's what I always tell everyone when like younger people are asking about trials. It's the easiest thing to do. Even if you're a bad player, you can be loud, you know, and it gets a lot of attention and coaches love when you're communicating with your teammates, when you're talking, when you're like getting formation, do this, do that. Just the simplest thing. So please do that. Even if it's obvious things, just go ahead and yell it and say it. And for one, like, the good players know what you're doing, so they're not going to get mad at you. It's only players who probably will never play at that level that would get mad at you if you're constantly directing them. Because good players, like, if they hear you say something correct, they just thumbs up, move on with the game. It's The only players I've ever had that got upset when I do stuff like that was in high school, and they didn't like to. We're all in different things, so like I don't really know who you're pointing at. <laughs> all three, all three. <laughs> like, because you're pointing down and there is no one there. Yeah, it's no the wrong there. way. Yeah, you got to go the other way. The other way. Oh, I'm, I'm at the top. For me, that's how it goes. Yeah, but um, something, something else, because um, this is something that I've read that's actually true. And I've heard Cristo actually mention it himself is if you can do something like, and you don't mind doing it, it doesn't bother you. That will make you physically stand out in the crowd, like bleaching your hair blonde. Like there's actually real empirical evidence that coaches will bias towards blonde players to brunette players or other things like that. And it's probably not just blonde. Like if you put yourself in a red mohawk, they'll probably stare at you that way too. And it's just that's part of how a 
cognitive bias works is it's like if you have two players in a crowd of 20 players and one of them is very clean cut, looks very normal, brunette hair, and then you have another guy who has a huge blonde mohawk, you're going to look at the guy with the blonde mohawk more naturally just because he stands out in the crowd. (laughs) And so things like that actually aren't silly and unproductive. Like there's actual real evidence that coaches bias that. Yeah. Or so like some flashy boots uh, rather than like just regular black ones or something. Um, yeah, sure. for sure. Those like, don't I, stand I out anymore. Everybody has true. flashy yeah. boots now. So <laughs> well, the black it, ones maybe, maybe, maybe the black ones stand out now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you're just born bald, like a uh, noblet, you know, that might stand out too. <laughs> the beard, the beard. There yeah, we the go. Beard, the beard does stand out in a crowd. Yeah. We know. We all know the only reason anyone follows you on TikTok is is for the beard. I'm sorry. <laughs> I mean, of course, <laughs> it's where my strength comes from too. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, yeah. There's definitely like there's definitely things that you can do. Um, other things like, uh, you know, Dimitri said talking to the players. Communication is super super important. Be loud. Also, I would say like keep it to instruction. And, um, like encouragement. So, you know, if someone messes up, you're not like shouting at them. Why the heck did you do that? You're saying like, next one, don't worry, move on, you know, whatever it is. And instruction, obviously like get back into position, uh, step up, um, you know, whatever it is. Um, so I like keep it to instruction and, and motivation and encouragement. Um, other things that you can do is like stuff off the field. Like when you, when you show up to a trial, um, you know, talk talk to the other players, um, talk to the coach, go right up to the coach and say, hi, my name is, you know, Christo. Um, thanks for this opportunity, shake his hand, you know, whatever, and then get on with it. You don't need to have like a huge conversation with him, but like take 10 seconds to do that might make a good first impression. Um, and don't like, um, I would always like, I was nervous before uh, trials. So what I would do is when I got to a trial, I wouldn't sit in the locker room and tie my boots 10 times. I'd get out on the field and start and start whoa, juggling. Whoa, um, I would, uh, you know, I'd get out on the field and start juggling. If there were other players there, get them into a Rondo, uh, you know, that like that stuff. Um, one, it can take your mind off things. And also a little bit better preparation, like, getting a couple extra touches in, why not? Um, and getting to know other players before the trial starts. Also good because, you know, those are the players you're going to be playing with. Um, if they don't know you, you know, maybe maybe that will make them pass you the ball less um, or not want to be on the same team as you. But if, if you, like, show that you're ready to play with them, you're ready to go, um, then, you know, just making good first impressions on the coach and also the players, I found that helps a lot. Yeah, even even warming up like that, like the coaches oftentimes are there. Like if you have a really good touch, very crisp pass, being amazing juggling skills and all of that, like I do. Do your freestyling. There's 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 there is some opportunity that the coach would be like, This guy's touch looks really good and really crisp. So I'm gonna keep an eye on him when we actually start playing to see if he can do it when we're actually playing. And also they'll look at the players who don't have very good touch when they're warming up and be like, yeah, yeah I'm not going to look at him very much. That's why I, why I get out the tennis it. ball. But, <laughs> so like it's that plus just they'll look at you and be like the guys who are warming up are the guys who are serious about this. And the guys who are sitting there shooting the shit, they're not as serious about it. They're 
they're there for the experience and to have fun, I, I just but I'm not fun player. playing soccer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, uh, Dimitri, did you want? You sounded like you had something to say. No, I had two things to say, but then you just were on a roll. So now, now that's behind us. It's behind us. Fair enough. Yeah. So I mean, like, obviously, um, you know, we've we've talked about how important trials are. Um, you know, how to how to go about getting trials, preparing for a trial, and then you know, succeeding in a trial. All things that like coming coming full circle. You need to be able to do this. Like, if you get super nervous at trials, you need to figure that out because you're going to have a trial at some point that's going to be really really important. Um, or, you know, multiple trials. Um, oh, that, that's actually good. Cause like one thing that I recommend is like, if you have a trial set up like multiple trials, like say you're going to another country for trials, set up multiple trials. Like don't put all your eggs in one basket because like one it's going to be like, it's such a tough time going over there. And then um, you know, so make it worth it. And also takes the pressure off knowing that you have so much stuff set up. If you're only, if you're going somewhere and you only have one trial and it's like, this is make or break. Um, it's easy to get in your head, but if you're like, you know, if I don't do this, I have the next one next week, I have another one the week after, like it can be, it can be a lot can take the stress off. Um, you know, a lot. Yeah. It's and much easier. <laughs> I'm, I'm not the bigger the man bigger this man. time. <laughs> uh, I was just going to say, and like, if it's a multiple day trial, obviously don't stress if you have one bad day, you know, just let that go, keep it behind you and just kill, kill the rest of the days. One, one bad session doesn't mean anything. Also yeah, on the point of having multiple trials, it's much easier if you have like three or four, maybe more trials. If like one of the first two just works out and you're going to be a great fit for that team, it's much easier just to, not do the other three or four trials than it is to think, well, this is the team I want to play for. I got to make this team. And then if I don't make that team, it's just, I don't know what I'm going to do. So it's much easier to have those backups. Even if you do like your dream team to play for is the first trial. Like, well, if I don't make my dream team, here are three or four other teams that I would be more than happy to play with. But if I do make my dream team, like, that's okay. Cause I mean, I don't, it's easier just to not do the other trials. If you've made a team and it's good than it is to start from scratch all over again without anything already prepared. Yeah. yeah. And don't uh, like, just um, also like, don't get, um, this is maybe not as much to do with trials, but don't get like baited into, um, you know, going to a better team if they're not going to actually offer you something like you always need to be playing on a team. Uh, if a team reaches out and they're interested in you, don't be like, go to your team that you're playing for right now and be like, I'm done. I'm out of here. Like, you know, you can go trial for a team while keeping, you know, staying with the team that you're playing with right now. Uh, see if it works or not, because, you know, as I said, you know, a lot of trials aren't going to end well for you. Uh, that's fine. That's, you know, all of us, I'm sure have had uh, trials where we, you know, didn't make it or even like played horribly or something wildly underperformed, we probably had all of those. Um, and, you know, that's fine. That's, that's how it is. You know, players who are playing at the professional level now, they're, it's not like they succeed every time they play. They've probably had bad trials as well. And they, you know, pick themselves 
up afterwards, dusted themselves off and, and moved on. That's what you have to do. Oh, one right. thing I can add. Oh, yeah, uh, go ahead. Right, um, about the anxiety and having multiple trials, trials, the more you do something, the less uh, uncomfortable it's going to be. So naturally, having more trials is going to build that level, level of comfort. And then from there, it's going to reduce your anxiety as well. Yeah, I know. Like, like we, look we at said, this. Look at what? this podcast, you know, first episode yeah. is wildly <laughs> worse horrible. than this one, you know? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, you know, as, as much as we say, like, just play, it's, it's nothing, nothing has changed. Just play, just train. Like trials do feel a little bit different. So, you know, if you can get used to that feeling, obviously you'll be a little bit more comfortable, maybe play a little bit better. Um, you know, that's, that's just kind of how it goes. Um, so anyone have anything they want to say before I take the last sip of my um, water? It, I, just adding on to that, like the reality is, is the more you're doing it, even the things outside of the trial itself. So for example, let's say you're driving an hour for your tri tryout or trial. The more you do that, the more that becomes a normal thing to drive an hour and go play. If you're going to another country and you're having to live out of a hotel flight, or something yeah. like that, the more you're in that hotel, you get more comfortable in living in a hotel or in a foreign environment that you're not used to. So, like, I mean, if so, you've never been outside the country and you just buy a ticket to England and <laughs> think, oh, I'm going to train, you're probably just going to be out of a fish out of water at first. But if you do it and you live there for a few months and you're just like, well, you get into a routine and you actually learn how to deal with like even just sleeping in a new bed can be a very bad experience for people that aren't used to sleeping in a different bed on a regular basis. So the more you can do those things, the more comfortable you're going to be. And that will help you perform when you're actually at the trial itself. Yeah. Yeah. Like, obviously, you know, prepare as well as you can. And then also remember that, like, you've probably had a great game after you didn't get a lot of sleep the night before or had like a crap meal or like didn't eat or something. So like going to trials, like just because of the nature of it, like, because you're going maybe far away or, you know, maybe going to a different country or something like there are going to be situations that you're uncomfortable in. So do the best to, you know, figure it out. But at the same time, remember that like uh, you can play well in whatever situation you can play well on three hours of sleep with, you know, not, and not having, you know, eaten breakfast. Um, you can, it's not ideal, but you can still do that. So don't be like, Oh my God, I didn't sleep. Oh my God, I didn't eat. I'm going to play horribly. No, you can still play well and just fix your preparation for next time. Okay, so um, I think we've uh, pretty much covered everything I can think of for, for trials, obviously. Um, you know, it's a, it's a big topic that comes up a lot, so I'm sure we'll, we'll revisit it at some point and touch on it when we talk about other topics because I do really think that succeeding in a trial is like so, so, so important for most players who are watching this podcast and want to play at a high level. Um, so, you know, best of, best of luck to all of you, uh, quick shout outs before we wrap everything up. Um, if you, uh, like the podcast, uh, you can get it a couple days, uh, early. If you sub to me on Patreon, uh, you should be following all of us on social media as well. I'll put the links down below, uh, improving always merch. 
the store is out. You got tie dye shirt, uh, white t-shirt, um, the, uh, the gray shirt, which is my favorite because it's like super soft and nice. Um, we have beanies, uh, and I'll be dropping some more stuff. Uh, so if you're looking to get anyone, um, Christmas presents might be, might be the, the way to go, or maybe, presents. or maybe, <laughs> or maybe you're asking for something for Christmas because Christmas is coming up. How many days till Christmas, Dimitri? More like Christopher miss, if you know what I'm saying, coach Christo. Oh, it's true. My birthday Christmas? comes up in, up in January. So, uh, you know, um, and 47 still, days, 47, 47 days. My God. And Noblet still needs a shirt. So, you know, <laughs> that's true. um, let's, uh, <laughs> let's get, let's get him that. Um, yeah, uh, that's, that's the podcast. Um, thanks for watching as always. And, uh, we'll see you next week. Yep. Peace. Adios. Bye.